0: Good evening everybody, this is the Marcus Today, end of day podcast, Henry caught at a conference today, I think his laptop or his phone's run out. So you have me. It is Halloween, 31st of October. Hope you've got enough lollies to see off the marauding hordes of horrible little children that are going to knock on your door today. You can tell you are talking to the father of four grown-up children who are still hanging around the house. This is general advice only, if it's advice at all. More information than advice at the end of day. Anyway, we gave away a wonderful 43-point gain, our first decent-looking day in a while while, but it didn't last. Reasons for that, possibly the Chinese PMI numbers which came out today, which were a little bit below expectations. The manufacturing PMI number was supposed to be the second month above 50. In other words, implying expansion came in at 49.5 contraction and resources on the back of that were the worst, almost the worst performing sector. The worst performing sector was gold. We talk a lot about gold, but I would just point out to you, it is a tiny sector in Australia. But anyway, the gold sector today down one point five seven percent, the resources sector down one percent, and the market having been up forty four at one point was down three and we closed up eight. And as I speak, the Dow futures looking flat. or not flat. A flat mood. They're down. Down 70. And the Nasdaq futures down 90, which is down 0.6%. Chinese market down a bit. Hang, Hong Kong down 1.9%. Japan managing a 1% rise today. You're probably aware the Bank of Japan had a meeting today and they eased up on their yield curve control, which to you and me means they're allowing interest rates to rise. They've got a limit at the moment of 1%. If you you saw that chart in my section today. You'll see they are way behind the rest of the world on interest rates. Whereas the U.S. has moved from 0.25% in September 2021 to 5.5%. Japan has sat dead still. Anyway, some chance of mild interest rate rises. That's helped the yen. Helped the I don't know why it helped the, but it's helped the Japanese equity market as well. As I say, gold was down $10 overnight. Gold sector having a bit of a shocker today but if you think that's bad we haven't got to the lithium stocks yet mineral resources down 4.1 percent Pilbara minerals down 3.9 percent all down 3.9 percent lion town resources now down at 161 cents down three cents today that's 1.8 percent patriot battery pmt down 8.4 percent today Syrah Resources down 7.6%. Ironia down 6.7%. And even Rare Earth, Sarafura down 9.8% today. And in resources, BHP down 1.4%. And coal stocks down as well. Yang Coal down 2.6%. It's all got a bit ugly on the resources front. That might be to do with the Chinese PMI numbers. But it was happening earlier today as well. The other issue that's going on at the moment is, of course, interest rates. There's a bit of research out from UBS. You'll remember Michelle Bullock said to Parliament last week that they will not hesitate to raise rates if, the, or if there is a material change in the inflation outlook. UBS says the conditions for that have been met after the higher-than-expected CPI number last week, and we can therefore expect a rate rise from the RBA on Tuesday. And they say, which is rather more worrying, they say that there will be no rate cut until November 2024. And that really is the most powerful central bank weapon at the moment is keeping rates higher rather than raising them there is a body of opinion that rates have peaked in the u.s the fomc have a meeting this week which has already started goes for two days they should report on Thursday morning our time. They are very unlikely to raise rates. There's actually a 1.6% chance of them cutting rates according to the bond market. But it's the rhetoric about how long rates will stay higher. And as one strategist wrote last week, the Fed will want to squeeze every drop of risk out of the inflation outlook before they start cutting rates. So again, it's not really about interest rates going up anymore. It's about when they will come down. And that date seems to be being pushed out and pushed out. We'll see how the Fed are on Thursday morning. The other major event this week, of course, is the U.S. jobs number preceded by the ADP employment number. Also on Wednesday night, the main jobs number on Friday night. We also have plenty of U.S. results this week. Apple, Caterpillar, Pfizer, Starbucks, the S&P 500, bigger cap companies have mostly reported now. Didn't do us any good at all. All the investment banks that usually report first were supposed to set the market alight and instead, they burnt it with Goldman Sachs, profit down 33% in a quarter as they and Morgan Stanley, which fell 6.8% on the day of results, both blamed a deal slump. And have a look at the charts of their share prices as well. Ugly stuff, has to be said. Wouldn't be buying Macquarie in a pink fit at the moment. And we haven't in our one stock portfolio that only deals with Macquarie. And the other section, which was supposed to set the market alight, but again, burnt it, all except for Microsoft, were the big tech results Last week with a big fall in Alphabet, Google to you and me, 9.5% down on the day of its results as it seems to be losing the AI war to Amazon and Microsoft. Microsoft did okay over results, but the rest of it has left the market in a bit of free fall. You'll see there are some great charts in my section today which are showing the NASDAQ and the S&P approaching oversold conditions. Also note they have broken a variety of support levels and their 200-day moving averages and and it is all looking technically pretty ugly, has to be said. Of course, it's in the teeth of a storm that the weather always starts to improve, and we are not so much in the teeth of a storm, but we're certainly in a bit of a storm in the equity markets at the moment. Another thing happening this week, excuse me if I lose you, but US Treasury is going to announce their borrowing requirements for this year, which will either include more borrowing than expected or less borrowing than expected. If it's more borrowing than expected, then it's not going to help bond yields. So look out for that. It is said to be the most important announcement this week, although it's not an official economic release as such. I didn't mention earlier, but the Australian 10-year bond yield reached 4.98%. Some of the newswires are writing it up as hitting 5%. Hasn't quite hit 5% yet, but 5% is a bit academic at this point. Australian rates are sitting at 5%, officially 4.1%, but 10-year bond yield 5%. Two-year bond yield, a little better than that at the moment. What's going up today? Insurance companies. Insurance companies go up when interest rates go up. They have huge bond holdings. And the higher, particularly the US 10-year bond yield for stocks like QBE, you see QBE as the best performing stock in the top 50. You know interest rate pressure is on because they've got huge US bond holdings and rising bond yields are as good as a profit upgrade for QBE. So QBE, the best performing stock in the top 50 today, up 3 3%. ASX doing a little bit better, up 1.4%. Suncorp, another another insurance company, up 1.1%. IAG up 1.6%. So in the top 10 best performing stocks in the top 50, three of them are insurance companies. Coles and Woolworths also there. And the other stock, which is again a well-known beneficiary of higher interest rates, is Computershare, the 10th best performing stock today, up 0.9%. Qantas doing okay today, despite getting a lot of media about selling fares for flights that didn't exist, up 2.3%. And I would just repeat what we had in the morning session today, which was that Qantas has technically bottomed on the charts. It looks like it bottomed. There are some buy signals there. It would be a trade only at this point, but any relief on the Israeli Hamas conflict would help travel stocks. And maybe that's why Qantas has gone up and the gold price gone down. And the oil price, of course, was down 3% overnight and is back to the same levels it was on October the 7th when Hamas kicked the whole thing off. And that's about that. A few small stock stories. St. Barbara Mines. There are some people who wish they'd never heard of St. Barbara Mines. Down 10.3% today, reporting higher costs in PNG in Canada. Endeavour up 0.6% today. AGM, they have been torturing their shareholders with their share price recently and there are some moves to have management changes you'll read about that in the media as well and maybe that will be a catalyst for a better performance Endeavor is of course Dan Murphy's BWS bunch of hotels so fairly defensive sort of business Liontown Resources dropped 1.8% on the back of a trading update saying its Kathleen Valley project was more than 50% complete Origin Energy down 0.4% Australian Super is rejected the Brookfield bid, $18.7 billion bid. Treasury Wine Estates in a trading halt pending an acquisition of a premium Californian wine group. And Ingham's making it into the market reports up 7.9% best performing stock on the ASX 200. Gave an earnings or guidance update. Iron ore price was down a little bit this week, this afternoon. Also not helping resources stocks, obviously. And there you go. As I leave you the down futures still down 61, Nasdaq futures down 83, bond yields pretty much flat in Australia today despite all that interest rate hoo-ha. We've got Eurozone third quarter GDP and October CPI tonight at 9pm. We've got US third quarter employment cost index, house prices and consumer confidence. 162 S&P 500 companies report results this week. Apple after the bell. Happy Halloween, you have a good night. We'll be be back tomorrow.